This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the Doctrine of Truth. We want you to enjoy, sit back, relax, and be enlightened by the true word of God. With your host, Bishop Algie B. Poole, Jr. Well, praise God. God bless you again. We're, this is Doctrine of Truth with Bishop Poole as your host at Waves 94.1. And we thank God always for all of you to, to hear, continue to pray for us, and we'll pray for you. We'll give a short word of prayer here. Father, we thank you, O God in heaven and in earth, that touch the hearts and minds of those that are listening. Send your Holy Spirit, O God, of clarity and strength and healing virtue. O God, to build them up where they've been torn down, increase them, O God, where they've endeavored today. You say, give us this day our daily bread. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen, amen. God bless you again. We're here, amen, uh, with Terry Poole, is Bishop Poole. We're happy to know that you are continuing to pray one for another because in unity there's strength. The Bible says we're two or three, touch and agree. Whatever is bound in heaven is bound on earth. Whatever is loosened in heaven is loosened on earth. Amen. So we are on we are all here, amen, in the kingdom of God. And we're all here in this world. This world's an evil world. Doesn't matter how you look at it. Amen. It's evil. And that's why God sent his son. Amen. Show us a way out. We're continuing our studies and insight and direction about spiritual warfare. We're in a warfare that cannot be seen, heard, or smelled, but the human race is in a warfare, if you like it or not, because you see all the wars and rumors of wars Jesus spoke of, amen, in the book of Matthews, amen. When you see all these things that are happening, amen, he said, be careful, amen. Matthews 24 and, and 4, Jesus answered and said unto his disciples, take heed, that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, say, I am Christ, and shall deceive, deceive many. And we are in the atmosphere of deception. <clears throat> we want to look at First John, the fourth chapter, uh, continue in this same message. Uh, John, the apostle John, writing to the church, amen, talking with them about uh, the spirit of Antichrist. Amen. It's against Christ. It's against churches, against livelihood. It's against your growth. It's against the kingdom of God. Anything pertaining against Christianity and Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God, is anti. Amen. So we're going to start reading from 1 John, the fourth chapter. Amen. You should always invest in the word of God. God is communication. <clears throat> the word, the word is communication. Amen. Communication is the word, the word, God, communication. Amen. So God wants to communicate with his people. He started out in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. At the cool of the evening, he just talked and, and uh, discussed with Adam. Amen. God start the naming in the garden. People start getting their names. Who started it? The origin is from God in the Adam in the Garden of Eden. So we're going to look at First John, the fourth chapter, 
And we're going to begin a reading with the Amplified Version. All right, my wife, Terry, uh, would you read for us? Beloved, do not put faith in every spirit, but prove, test the spirits to discover whether they proceed from God. For many false prophets have gone forth into the world. By this you may know, perceive, and recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit which acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, actually has become man and has come in the flesh is of God, has God for his source. And every spirit that and every spirit which does not acknowledge and confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, but would annul, destroy, sever, disunite him, is not of God, does not proceed from him. This non-confession is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you heard that it was coming, and now it is already in the world. Already. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him and have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, greater, mightier than he who is in the world. They proceed from the world and are of the world. Therefore, it is out of the world, its whole economy morally considered, that they speak and the world listens, pays attention to them. And verse six, we are children of God. Whoever is learning to know God progressively to perceive, recognize and understand God by observation and experience and to get an ever clearer knowledge of him listens to us. And he who is not of God does not listen or pay attention to us. By this we know, recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. All right. You might be going through some decisions or situation in this world. Of course, we're still in this world. And you be praying and asking for a decision from God to help us direct you and you direct yourself or other people. And you want to make sure you have the first to hear the clear voice of God, the clear unction of God. He, God works in the conscience. He works on the impulses of the spirit. So when you have a, a thriving uh, emotion or conscience to go buy something or do something, and when you get there and you find out, oh, this is what I'm looking for. Oh, this is the answer God sent me. Oh, I'm glad I did call this person. And you begin to learn, uh, Matthew 7 and 7, 
Say, seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. You begin to learn uh, the spirit of God, the truth, the truth of God. So when the you find the spirit of error comes with against God's commandments, against the word of God, against churches, against prayer, you begin to see the error. So First uh, John 4 and 6 says in the King James Bible, said, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. If you are saved and living for God in direction, walking upright in a righteous manner, and someone begin to talk to you with the same like spirit and love and direction, you can get a, 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 a spirit of not a fear, not a frustration, a jealousy, a strife. You know this person is for you. They're not talking negative. They're not t- talking against things or, or what you're trying to do or put you down. They're encouraging you. They're directing you. And they will pray for you. You pray for them. You know uh, the spirit. And that's what we're discussing about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare does not uh, encourage Christianity. It does not encourage Christ-like uh, motives and direction. We're in this world. You had to overcome the world to get Jesus. You had to overcome family background, fears, hate, confusion, to let God in your heart. And when he came in your heart, amen, make sure, make sure that today's time uh, that you nourish your your relationship with God, really nourish your relationship with God, because all of these uh disasters and damaging and <laughs> sickness and disease that are happening in this world can bring sorrow in your life. It can bring sorrow in your life. But you will stay with what you love. People love people, but they don't. They, they can't live with them. Maybe you know someone you love, but you can't live. You cannot live with them. But when Christ comes in your life and you really love that, love Christ, with all your heart, strive to seek God with all your heart. He will not disappoint you. He will not turn against you about the things that happen in this world to you. Sister Terry, you like to say anything pertaining to that? It's true that you have to know him, though, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you have to seek him with all your mind, all your heart. Jesus is the only one that can fill that deep void, that hole that you seem like nothing's ever good. When Jesus comes in, he changes all that. The word itself. That's why we just read, you got to you gotta go after it persistently. It says diligently seek him. If, if you're focused on getting all that God has through the word, through Jesus, that's what most of the scripture says. This is what God wants for you in Jesus. He abides in you. You abide in him. 
It's all about Jesus. When you wrap your mind around all of that, that's how you think first. That's what, that's what you will attract. You will attract the godly. And that's how you see the worldly things that don't belong in your life because that's what they are. They're things. They're things. We need peace. Without peace, you can't make it. You grow up in a house. He just said that you live in with somebody that they wake up every day just to cause strife in your life and everybody else's they know. And you just find yourself like, I, I just can't do this, all this strife. Well, when you call on Jesus and you know Jesus, that's how you can deal with that person. And that sooner or later, that person is going to see they can't touch you. They can't do nothing with you. So they're going to leave you alone and they'll be causing strife everywhere else. But you'll see how it won't come to you and it won't bother you. But you got to have your own close encounter with Jesus. You got to know him. In order to know him, you have to continue to read the word, uh, wake up in the morning, give a little prayer. And you have to retrain your mind, retrain your computer, your mind and uh, think positive. And once you get your mind and get a habit clicked in by reading, studying the Word of God and try to place as much material around you, or music around you, uh, programming around you that constantly flush out uh, things that will come in this world because we still live in the world. We still live in the world. And you remember how you was when you first came to Christ and work on it, build on it, build on it, build on it. Because <clears throat> as time goes on, you will encounter different people, difficult people, uh, and you need time to uh, to rethink things. If you have a problem, you need to pray and ask God about it, and you begin to see his direction. Amen. It'll start coming clearer and clearer that you say it in his word. Uh, he will never leave you. He never forsake you. Yes, we are still human. We still live in this world, but we have overcome the world. We have overcome, overcome the world. Amen. And this is why Christ said, Amen. We have overcome them. First John 4 and 4. <laughs> you are of God, little children. Think on that. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you, that he that is in the world, because you're greater, because God is in you. God is in you. We have to deal with things that are happening to us. And as Christians, uh, before you got saved, you, you work with it in a different manner. But we have to understand that before you began to become a Christian, you really had a past life. And you really were not concerned about doing harm to others. And now when you come into Christ, <laughs> you have a different manual, a different playbook, uh, the Bible itself. When you follow the Bible and you follow the word, it takes the stress and tension off of you. You following God's word. You can always say, Lord, I follow your word. 
Lord, I'm doing what you says in your word. And so when you pray and talk to God, you talk to him through his word. And his word will not come back void. His word will not come back void. We're going to look at a parable, but Jesus was talking about. And, you know, once you really get deep in God through prayer and practice and go and worshiping, find a Bible believing church and go worshiping. All churches do have problems. And you read the book of Revelation and read the, these, these Bibles and the letters of Paul and, and of Christ. We're, 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 we're battling against things we don't see, but it's not the people. It's the spirit that instigating and working with these people that's trying to harm, break up churches, break up your life, discourage you. And the more you get deep into Christ, amen, constantly striving after him day by day, take a day at a time. Someday you might miss it, someday you might, but always keep going. Always going forward. You know what you came out from. You know where you, you used to be. You don't want to go back to that. If it was, you would stay remain. And those that are still remaining in it, they are being deceived and they haven't come into the truth yet that living for Christ and keeping his commandments is better. It's better. It's not a hard life. It's an easy life. All right, we're going to have a... a Matthew's 18 chapter, parable Jesus was telling, amen, about unforgiveness. Starting with the 23rd verse of the 18th chapter of Matthew's. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, I have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desired me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, 
If you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. This is a spirit, this unforgiving spirit, this hateful spirit, this prideful spirit. Amen. And we can go on. This this man was listening at the wrong spirit, spiritual warfare. His God has forgiven us. Many of you forgotten how God has brought you from, where he brought you from, and the things that you went through. And now he's forgiven you all those years, maybe, whatever it might be, and you come to Christ. God has forgiven you from your birth up to now. And some are still carrying that spirit of unforgiveness, that spirit of unforgiveness, that spirit. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to go through it. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But God will, amen, forgive you. He will forgive you for all the things you've done against him. Say it against him. Say it against the church. Say it against the people uh, in your community, on your job, and the family. And you desire that they should go to prison. You desire that that person should be cut off and fall and go to hell. Oh, I know when I had a, a service, revival service, and a tent meeting, and I had a young man there. Well, he wasn't young, he was an old man. And uh, we called him Doc, a short gentleman. And he walk around in the daytime. He watches. I'm going to watch over your tent, Evan. Watch over your tent. It's okay. He watched over the tent. The last, the last uh, day of the programming and the revival the service, I, asked, I said, Doc, what, what church you go to? Oh, I can't be saved. I can't be I said, what What you mean you can't be saved? Oh, the missionaries told me I can't be saved. I smoked a cigar, and every now and then I get the cursing and going on. And they said, oh, God, I'm going to hell. I said, what? You know why I had to have a little service right there, right there in the parking lot. And uh, you you can't. All of us was born in sin. Amen. All of us came out some type of fault and problems and situation and environment. Amen. Until we learned of someone that told us about the goodness of God and what God has came to do and help us overcome and be delivered from these type of devices which will destroy our soul and our spirit. Amen. We can't judge anyone. We just have to just give them the word. They don't know that they're dealing with spiritual warfare. They don't know those spirits and things that come to bind them and hold them. Amen. It's not from God. It's not of God. So as dealing with spiritual warfare, it's always a struggle because if you go to different places, they uh you know, it's still the same hamburger. So many fish, uh, franchise have the same hamburger, but they dress it up. They add things to it, bread to it, salad, tomatoes, the mustard, anything you, you ask about. They'll say, oh, uh, but it's the still same hamburger. The devil is still the same devil. Those spirits, they come out to destroy you. Amen. God has not given us the spirit of fear. They are spirits, oration. You just have to shake them off, learn, amen. You can shake them off and get rid of them. In the book of Hebrews, how powerful the word is of God, we need to continue to realize reading the Bible, praying and studying the Bible, amen. It's like going to the shower or it's like being in, in surgery. You know you need to have a tube taken out 
and you need a little Novocaine every now and then, uh, it's good for you. Reading the Bible, studying the Bible, hearing preach word, teach word, is good for the spirit man. We're body, soul, and spirit. We have a spiritual body. Amen. That's what will be taken up. So in the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, and we're going to read the fourth chapter from uh, uh, the American Standard. Okay. Let's, see. Let's look at the American Standard. The fourth chapter and the sixth verse. Twelfth right. verse. Twelfth verse. All right. Read for us. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. 13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. What the Amplified said about, about that. 13? Uh, yeah. No, no, I mean uh, the 12. 12. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Wow. Wow is right. (laughs) And a creature not and not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight, but all things are open and exposed naked and defenseless to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Just reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God. You know, sometimes you go into a cafeteria and you walk down the line, you see all different type of foods and meats. Amen. You can go to the Word of God. Maybe you say, well, I feel like I feel like reading Deuteronomy today or Deuteronomy today. You might feel like you want to go into Matthew, but keep flipping through the Bible until you find that chapter, that book. Start feeding, feeding where you feel comfortable at. Amen. That's where God, the word of God. Amen. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the of the gospel of Christ. Amen. The stories that are being told in the Bible. Amen. Is good for you. Like the parable we, we finished reading. Amen. It's reading. Reading the Bible is opening up the, the, the natural man, the inner man. You get a, 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 a surgery going on that you can't see, but you begin to feel better. You begin to feel a, a relief. Because, you know, you're reading God's word. And it, once you realize that it's powerful, it's sharper than the two-edged cuts between. It's cutting between. Amen. Let you know, no, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Uh, it takes time and relationship and fellowship with God. First John 1 and 9 say, amen, confess your sin. Amen. We say, well, I don't, I don't haven't did anything. Of course, 
We all feel like we haven't done anything. But if you feel like confessing, because Jesus is our high priest, confessing our faults, confessing our uh, situations before God, ask God to forgive you, amen, and to help you, amen, of things you have done, you feel better. Going into prayer, Jesus said, go in your, 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 uh, your closet, your private time, and just talk to him, relate to him, to his word. You'll feel a whole lot better. Ain't nobody putting you down, nobody looking over your back. Nobody, even this broadcast now, you may be hearing it on your own, your part time or whatever situation you might have. Amen. God will help you. God will help you. We're going to close now with a word of prayer. Amen. And, and we're praying that God will stretch your hand of deliverance on you. Amen. And continue to watch. Watch as well as pray. Praying is fine. Study, but you should watch what's going on around you. The Spirit of God is letting you see things that you never thought. Amen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. But things that will be happening. We're in, a, we're in a spiritual warfare. Amen. And don't be concerned about you're going to lose. You won already. You have won already. All right, Sister Fool, just give us a couple of words of prayer. We're going we're gonna to close this, this session. We thank you right now, O oh, so gracious Father in heaven. You are so gracious. We thank you that your word says your grace is sufficient for the day. We thank you that your word says new mercies every morning. We thank you, God. For your presence in our lives. Thank you. Look on your people, God. Yes, Lord. Continue to show them the way through your Holy Spirit that they must come out from the world to live a life that is not grievous, that is not sad, to obtain prosperity and growth, love, peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. We need your peace in our lives, peace within for peace without. And we thank you, Jesus, that you are the supplier of our peace. We thank you, God, that your word says you will never leave us or forsake us. Never, never. We thank you, God, for your faithfulness. There is none so faithful. There is none like you. We thank you for being the provision and the provider we thank you that your word says, cast your cares on me because I care for you. We thank you for your care, your tender mercy, and your love this day. We thank you for the opportunity to go about life spreading the gospel, the truth, 
when people really have the truth, they are free. Whom the sun sets free is free, free indeed. indeed. We speak freedom, freedom and life and, and love, love, and love to your people this day. Yes, and we thank you in advance for all that you will do and for all that are touched right now in this moment. And it is in the mighty name of, of Jesus, Jesus that I do pray. Amen. 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 I bless you until next time. We're thanking God for all of you continuing to listen to 94.1 Waves. Amen. God bless you. Remember, Jesus loves you, and we do too. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. We hope it was well spent. Joshua 1.8 says, Read and meditate on the word day and night, and be careful to do what is written in it, and your way will prosper and be successful. We want you all to be successful in the word of God. If you would like to send your prayer request or questions, they're welcome at thedoctrineoftruth at gmail.com. And if it has been a blessing to you and you would like the true word of the gospel to continue to be spread all over the world, we welcome your donations at P.O. Box 2338, Tallahassee, Florida, 32316. God bless you. Say we-